Welcome to the Hackberry House of Cho Sun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from the words of John Bunyan, the author of Pilgrim's Progress. You know that he lived from 1628 to 1688. The title of his book is Prayer, this book anyway, that I'm reading from now. We've been through most of it, but now we need to go to the application. If you'd like this book for your own, you just get in touch with the people at Chapel Library. That's chapel at mountzion.org. They'll send it to you free. The application, I shall now speak, says John Bunyan, a word or two of application And so conclude with, first, a a word of information, second, a word of encouragement, third, a word of rebuke. We will do the first part of that today and finish the booklet tomorrow or the next time we get together. A word of information for the first to inform you as prayer is the duty of every one of the children of God and carried on by the Spirit of Christ in the soul, so every one that doth but offer to take upon him to pray to the Lord had need to be very wary and go about that work, especially with the dread of God, as well as with hopes of the mercy of God through Jesus Christ. Prayer is an ordinance of God in which a man draws very near to God, and therefore it calleth for so much the more of the assistance of the grace of God to help a soul to pray as becomes one that is in the presence of him. It is a shame for a man to behave himself irreverently before a king, but a sin to do so before God. And as a king, if wise, is not pleased with an oration made up with unseemly words and gestures, so God takes no pleasure in the sacrifice of fools, Ecclesiastes 5 verse 1. It's not long discourses nor eloquent tongues that are the things which are pleasing in the ears of the Lord, but a humble, broken, and contrite heart that is sweet in the nostrils of the heavenly majesty. Psalm 51. Therefore, for information, know that there are five things that are obstructions to prayer and even make void the requests of the creature. Five obstructions. Number one, When men regard iniquity in their hearts at the time of their prayers before God. Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. For the preventing of temptation, that by the misunderstanding of this may seize thy heart. When there is a secret love to that very thing which thou with thy dissembling lips dost ask for strength against. For this is the wickedness of man's heart, that it will even love and hold fast that which with the mouth it prays against. And of this sort are they that honor God with their mouth, but their heart is far from him. Oh, how ugly would it be in our eyes if we should see a beggar ask an alms with an intention to throw it to the dogs, or that should say with one breath, pray you, uh, bestow this upon me, and with the next, I beseech you, give it to me not. And yet thus it is with this kind of persons. With their mouth they say, thy will be done, and with their hearts, nothing less. With their mouth they say, hallowed be thy name, and with their hearts and lives they delight to dishonor him all the day long. These be the prayers that become sin, 
And though they put them up often, yet the Lord will never answer them. Secondly, when men pray for a show to be heard and to be thought somebody in religion and the like, these prayers also fall far short of God's approbation and are never likely to be answered in reference to eternal life. There are two sorts of men that pray to this end. First, your trencher chaplains, and these were the chaplains with mercenary motives. I'm reading the footnote. Wealthy families often hired a chaplain to conduct household worship and to instruct the family and servants. These people thrust themselves into great men's families, pretending the worship of God, when in truth the great business is their own bellies. They were nobly painted out by Ahab's prophets and also Nebuchadnezzar's wise men, who, though they pretended great devotion, yet their lusts and their bellies were the great things aimed at by them in all their pieces of devotion. And then them also that seek repute and applause for their eloquent terms and seek more to tickle the ears and heads of their hearers than anything else. These may be they that, that pray to be heard of men and have all their reward already, Matthew 6, 5. These persons are discovered thus. A, they eye only their auditory in their expressions. B, they look for commendation when they have done. And C, their hearts either rise or fall according to their praise or enlargement. D, the length of their prayer pleaseth them, and that it might be long, they will vainly repeat things over and over. They study for enlargements, but they look not from what heart they come. They look for returns, but it is the windy applause of men. And therefore they love not to be in their chamber, but among company. And if at any time conscience thrusts them into their closet, yet hypocrisy will cause them to be heard in the streets. And when their mouths have done going, their prayers are ended, for they wait not to hearken what the Lord will say. Number three, a third sort of prayer that will not be accepted of God. It is when either they pray for wrong things or if it is for things yet they, that the thing prayed for might be spent upon their lusts and laid out to wrong ends. Some have not because they ask not, saith James. Others ask and have not because they ask amiss that they may consume it on their lusts. Ends contrary to God's will is a great argument with God to frustrate the petitions presented before him. Hence it is that so many pray for this and that and yet receive it not. God answers them only with silence. They have their words for their labor and that is all. But objection, God hears some persons, though their hearts be not right with him, as he did Israel in giving quails though they spent them upon their lust. Answer, if he does, it is in judgment, not in mercy. He gave them their desire indeed, but they had better have been without it, for he sent leanness into their soul. Woe be to that man that God answereth thus. Number four, another sort of prayers that there are that are not answered, and those are such as are made by men and presented to God in their own persons only, without their appearing in the Lord Jesus. 
For though God hath appointed prayer, and promised to hear the prayer of the creature, yet not the prayer of any creature that comes not in Christ. If you shall ask anything in my name, and whatsoever you do in word, indeed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you shall ask anything in my name, though you be never so devout, zealous, earnest, and constant in prayer, yet it is in Christ only that you must be heard and accepted. But alas, the most of men know not what it is to come to him in the name of the Lord Jesus, which is the reason they live wicked and pray wicked and also die wicked, or else that they attain to nothing else but what a mere natural man may attain unto, as to be exact in word and deed betwixt man and man, and only with the righteousness of the law to appear before God. And five, the last thing that hindereth prayer is the form of it without the power. It is an easy thing for men to be very hot for such things as forms of prayer, as they are written in a book. But yet they are altogether forgetful to inquire with themselves whether they have the spirit and power of prayer. These men are like a a painted man, a deceptively colored, phony man, and their, their prayers like a false voice. They in person appear as hypocrites, and their prayers are an abomination. When they say they have been pouring out their souls to God, he saith they have been howling like dogs, Hosea 7.14. When therefore thou intendest or art minded to pray to the Lord of heaven and earth, Consider these following particulars. First, consider seriously what thou wantest. Do not, as many who in their words only beat the air and ask for such things as needed that they do not desire, nor see that they stand in need thereof. And two, when thou seest what thou wantest, keep to that, and take heed thou pray sensibly. Objection. But I have a sense of nothing. Then by your argument, I must not pray at all. Answer number one, if thou findest thyself senseless in some sad measure, yet thou canst not complain of that senselessness, but by being sensible, there is a sense of senselessness. According to thy sense, then, that thou hast of the need of anything, so pray. And if thou art sensible of thy senselessness, Pray the Lord to make thee sensible of whatever thou findest thine heart senseless of. This was the usual practice of the holy men of God. Lord, make me to know my end, saith David. Lord, open to us this parable, said the disciples. And to this is annexed the promise, Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, that thou art not sensible of. But, uh, second answer, take heed that thy heart go to God as well as thy mouth. Let not thy mouth go any farther uh, than thou strivest to draw thine heart along with it. David would lift his heart and soul to the Lord, and good reason. For so far as a man's mouth goeth along without his heart, so far it is but lip labor only. And though God calls for and accepteth the calves of the lips, Yet the lips without the heart argueth not only senselessness, but our being without sense of our senselessness. And therefore, if thou hast a mind to enlarge in prayer before God, 
see that it be with thy heart. And answer three, take heed of affecting expressions, making them up, and so to please thyself with the use of them, that thou forget not the life of prayer. And I shall conclude this use with a caution or two. Caution one. The first is, take heed, thou do not throw off prayer through sudden persuasions that thou hast not the Spirit, neither prayest thereby. It is the great work of the devil to do his best, or rather worst, against the best prayers. He will flatter your false dissembling hypocrites and feed them with a thousand fancies of well-doing when their very duties of prayer and all other stink in the nostrils of God. When he stands at a poor Joshua's hand to resist him, that is, to persuade him that neither his person nor performances are accepted of God, Zechariah 3.1. Take heed, therefore, of such false conclusions and groundless discouragements. And though such persuasions do come in upon thy spirit, be so far from being discouraged by them, that thou use them to put thee unto further sincerity and restlessness of spirit in thy approaching to God. And caution too. As such sudden temptations should not stop thee from prayer and pouring out thy soul to God, so neither should thine own heart's corruptions hinder thee. It may be thou mayest find in thee all those things before mentioned, and that they will be endeavoring to put forth themselves in thy praying to him. Thy business then is to judge them, to pray against them, and to lay thyself so much the more at the foot of God in a sense of thy own vileness, and rather make an argument from thy vileness and corruption of heart to plead with God for justifying and sanctifying grace than an argument of discouragement and despair. David went this way, O Lord, saith he, pardon mine iniquity, it is great. Psalm twenty-five, eleven. Next time we get together, we'll talk about a word of encouragement and a word of rebuke and the conclusion to the whole booklet. Please join me then. And thank you for listening. Now, please look around the site. We have over 3,000 audios featuring some of the church's great preachers, Bible studies on a number of subjects, a blog, and a store where you can purchase one of my books. If you desire more fellowship, please consider visiting my YouTube channel known as Pasturelands or contact me at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com and I'll share details of our street ministry, our Saturday evening Zoom meeting for men only, but now we have a Tuesday noon meeting. This is all Chicago Times for men and women to come together and discuss the things of the Lord and to pray together. And we have a couple of in-person churches here in the Chicago area, if you live nearby or visiting us, where we might meet up. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. As you hear this for the first time, it is April 28, 2022. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.